Please join me in the reading of God's word. Today we come from Exodus, the 13th chapter, verses 17 through 18, and it reads, When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. But God led the people around by the way of the wilderness towards the Red Sea. And the people of Israel went up out of the land of Egypt equipped for battle. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Most gracious God, our Father, Lord, we thank you for all that you are doing in our lives, for the things that we are seeing, God, and for your, your constant presence in all of them. God, on this day, we ask that you would open our minds and our hearts in a very distinct way, Lord, that we would hear you better, that we would see your word come into action, O oh God, and that we would be better equipped to serve as you have called us to serve. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's title is Blessed Time. I'm not exactly sure why I want to say the word that way, but it just, it rang in my ears that way, so that's what we're going to call it, Blessed Time. Now, many of us would consider time in the wilderness a punishment. Even a robbing of our time and a deprivation of our perceived resources, we often feel this way even when our, our, our wilderness experience comes immediately after a monumental, a, a huge breakthrough in our lives when our faith should be at an all-time high or immediately before we receive the promises of God where our anticipation and expectation should be what is driving our faith. Why is that? Too often we literally despise our time in the wilderness. Why? Oh, why is that? Could it be because in the wilderness we do not have complete control? In some cases, we have to be totally dependent in the wilderness. Could it be that it is because the wilderness is work? And in some cases, it's hard work. We can't just sit still and we have something to do. Or could it be because in the wilderness, we are forced to change and adapt. We simply cannot do what we've always done. And think how we've always thought. Your mindset, your very mindset must change. Amen. When I was a young man, younger man, I begged my mother to become a Cub Scout. I wanted to be a Cub Scout. I knew no one in the troop. I had no idea what, what, what the woods even looked like. I had no outdoor experience. I'm from a single parent household in the middle of the city. I had no male influence pushing me to become one. It just looked cool. Over the, the, the span of weeks, I won the victory and she said, yes, I could join. And, and I was very happy, even though she was very hesitant. I went to the meeting for the first time. It was fun. I went to the next one. It was even more fun. I, I, I wore the uniform and I looked good. 
I tied knots. I, I pitched a tent in the gym where we met. I played and ran and, and had a great time. And then the scoutmaster of the Weeblos in Houston, Texas said, we are going on a camping trip. And I thought, okay, I'm prepared for this. I, I, I'm from the hood, so woods won't beat me. I've tied knots, I've pitched tents, I I have the badges. Uh, uh, Shoot, I wear this uniform well. Let's go. That Friday, we loaded into his minivan and rode for hours, and that was still fun. I I was still good, and we arrived at the campground, and I was still good. I grabbed my gear and walked into the woods, and, and we arrived where we were ready to pitch our tents, and I realized I wasn't in the city anymore. Houston, we have a problem. I I, I was not in my my commonplace anymore. All of a sudden, everything was just different. I I went and I pinched my tent with with a good friend of mine, and and we, we moved our stuff in, and we got ready to fix dinner, only to realize that even though we had planned out our menu, and we had given specific instructions on what to buy, the person that was responsible for getting groceries figured that all the ingredients for spaghetti sauce was too much work and they just bought a bottle or a jar of of Prego. Yeah, we can use that. And and quite frankly, I I felt uh, helpless because all we had for that night was bacon and dried spaghetti noodles. Not exactly the nourishment you want your first time in the woods. I I got ready to lay down in my my, my sleeping bag and I realized that in the gym you didn't have to smooth the dirt underneath the tent because it was wood floor, but in the woods, uh, sleeping on a rock is not something you want to do. We got ready to build uh, a a real fire instead of just our cooktops and we realized that Uh, Those waterproof containers for matches are very important, as we did not have one. But I was prepared in my head to do exactly what they told me it was going to be. In my head, I should have had control over all these things, and I had control over Nothing. I, 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 I should have been able to make these things happen, but the work was just more than I could do myself. My, my mindset about, about people and about teamwork and about myself, frankly, changed in that moment because I realized that how I had always done things was not the way that I could do things there and expect to be successful. When I started looking at wilderness in my head, that was my first wilderness experience. It it was a place where I lost all control and a a place where I had to depend on someone else in a mighty way. It was a place where where my mindset had to be different for me to survive. It felt like it was a place that I had never been before, but a place that was between the victory of my mom saying yes and the promise of me becoming a real Boy Scout. It was during that time that I found out what I was made of. It was during that time I found out who was really walking with me. It was during that time that I learned to love the beauty of God and rely on his sustenance. Because when you don't have dinner, sitting by the lake and enjoying the beauty of God 
takes on an entirely different perspective. Trust me. Uh, I am sure we all have experience where we have learned similar lessons. The Israelites learned this during the time of the scripture we read this morning. Here, they, 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 they rest between the victory of the fulfilled promise of getting out of bondage and the promised land that is before them. Yet in this wilderness, they, they all of a sudden lost real control. They had no control over what they would eat or what they would drink or how far they would walk. They, 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 they were put in unique places of movement where they walked by day and by night and had to build and, and develop and reorganize themselves. And they were forced to change and adapt to a lifestyle that was different than they had had for many hundred years. And no doubt there were some that were aware that there were two ways to get to this promised land and some murmuring and complaining because they were taking the long way because the short way is always easier, they say. It would be better if we went that way, they say. It was, uh, uh, that is a better option, they say. But God said no. In verse 17, it said, now when Pharaoh had let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, even though it was near. For God said the people might change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. In short, you're not ready yet. And looking at these two ways, we find that uh, the Philistine territory also presented, uh, I'm sorry that the first route, the most direct and shortest, was dotted with Egyptian fortresses which, which monitored arrivals and departures to and from Egypt. And a little further north, uh, the Philistine territory presented a military threat. They weren't ready for that just yet. Even if they were strong enough physically, mentally, not as much. Their faith had to be built to trust the unseen and expect the promise in spite of what their senses would give them. You see, freedom takes work. It takes time. The time of their journey was a blessing to them, even though they may not have seen it at that point. It was a blessing for when they were met with adversity and, and, uh, to move into their promise, their, their promised land, they were ready to receive it. You see, the physical fight was always already won. But to realize that victory, they had to, begin, they had to begin to believe enough to stand. In order to realize that victory, they had to believe enough to stand in it. So it, so it is with us today. You see, freedom costs and requires something of you. Financial freedom, emotional freedom, freedom from substance abuse, freedom of all types requires and costs something. And when we begin those roads, those journeys, we don't always have everything we need in the beginning to sustain us on that journey, nor do we have everything that we need to get complete victory in the end. We, 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 we have to take the time to prepare and to be prepared so that we don't backslide or, quite frankly, just give up completely. You see, that time is not a punishment, but it is indeed a blessing. Looking at present day, today's environment can feel a little bit like being in the wilderness. We, 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 we don't have all control. Work is different. 
And we are forced to change our very mindsets on how we do things. So this may be our opportunity to get ready for our promise, to rid ourselves of the vices and superfluities of life, to eliminate hatred and racism and bias from our hearts, to learn to love more like Jesus, even if it is from afar. And looking at this, this may also be our time of training for future leadership. Because if you realize in the scripture, Moses, after his time in Egypt where he became a murderer and fleed, spent some time in the wilderness. And it is his time in that wilderness that prepared him for leadership in the wilderness that we are discussing today. You see, what we really have to understand today is this. The time from A to B may be longer than you think it should be. The time from A to B may be filled with more work than you ever expected. The time from A to B may be spent in your homes instead of going to work every day because of a virus. Your time from A to, to, to B may, may look completely different than you planned. But the fact of the matter is this. If we believe that God is God and that his, his timing is perfect, if we believe that the Holy Spirit that is our modern day pillar of fire by, by, by night and cloud by day leads and guides us into all truth, if we believe that Jesus died for us and set purpose in our lives, then we must also believe that the time between A and B is a blessed time of God no matter what our senses may say. We have to believe that, that, that this time is a time that God has ordained for this time and this season. We have to believe that there is purpose in every moment of our lives. We have to believe that if God is taking us the long way, the long way has purpose. During this time, I would invite you to walk closer with God, to talk with God, to pray often, to seek his face, to to read his word, to love his people, and to go looking for the direction of the Holy Spirit to do the work that he has placed in your hands to do. People of God, and even in the midst of the pandemic, we can see this as a blessed time. And, 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 and even in the time where our world and our nation seems to be battling with each other, let us rest and the peace of God and find the blessing of this time. Let us work diligently as we depend on our Father and navigate this wilderness well. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.